0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us at Zoe LA. We're going to jump in to a message that we have called rejecting the lie that God is not good. This is the fourth part of a series that we're in. We're rejecting the lies that the enemy tries to tell us, and we're replacing those with God's truth. Jesus taught us that if his word, his truth abides in us, then we will not only know the word, but we will be set free. So we're gonna jump in to the message in just a moment. As always, I wanna thank everyone that partners with us here at Zoe Church to help get the message of Jesus around the world. You can go to our website, And find out ways to give. But thank you to everyone that's generous. Thank you to everyone that's partnering with us. We are today also baptizing a number of new people that have said yes to Jesus in the month of June. And in the end of the month, we always see a number of baptisms. We'll be doing that today. But we're going to jump in to part four of rejecting the lies and replacing it with truth. Come on, let's start. Write down part number four's title. It's rejecting the lie that God is not good. I want to just reject the lie together that God is not good. Because people will often say, How could a good God allow earthquakes and famines and disease? And the organization called the Clippers. It's not a good God. See, the reality is that God created a perfect world in a garden and put these two people in there called Adam and Eve. And the Bible says through one man's mistake, sin entered the equation. And because of this man's decision, you you and I are now on such a fallen planet. So I want to just let you know, if you're looking for this world to satisfy you, it is not designed to bring fulfillment. But when you go to heaven, oh, I can't wait to go to heaven. The Bible says we will walk streets of gold. The Bible says there is no more racism, no more tears, no more sorrow. There's no more sadness. We will sit at the banqueting table. Come on, is there anybody thankful today that we've, this world is not my hope? Heaven is my home. So through one man, sin entered the world, but through another man, Jesus' righteousness entered the equation. And so our hope and our truth is that God is good in spite of living here, because this world, I'm just passing by. I'm just a sojourner. I'm not a citizen of this place. I'm a citizen of a greater planet. I'm a citizen of a greater home, and it's called heaven. Is there anybody excited that this world is not your home? I'm going somewhere better. I'm going to a better place to live a better life. And so this world is filled with earthquakes and diseases and famines, and there's all kinds of outbreaks and all kinds of hardships, and there's all kinds of hurt, and there's all kinds of problems. But that does not mean that God in his character and his nature is not good. I want to just let you know, by definition, God's character and God's nature, he is a good God. In fact, watch here what the Bible says in Psalm 145, verse number eight. It says, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He is slow to anger and he is great in mercy. The Lord is good to all. And his tender mercies are over all his work. His tender mercies are the Lord is good to all. The Lord is not good to some. The Lord is good to the righteous and even the unrighteous. The Lord is good to all of his children. The Lord is good to every country, every nation, every tribe, every language. The Lord is good. It's his character, it's his nature. Look here in Psalm 34, verse 8 Taste and see. Come on, Zoe. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. The Lord is not a bad God. He's not an angry God. He's the he's actually slow to anger and he's rich in love god is by definition he is a good father he is a good god don't you believe the lie that god's good to them and bad to you no god is benevolent god is slow to anger god is full of blessing he is full of generosity oh i just love this i ran across this quote put it up on the screen god has an infinitely generous attitude towards us his attitude of generosity never changes I love that because you and I, we get exhausted in generosity. You and I get tired of being generous. You and I keep receipts on our generosity. You and I remember last time we went to dinner, did they pay or did we? Pay? I paid like, I, shoot, I paid the last two times. I ain't putting out my wallet. Because my attitude towards generosity vacillates. My attitude towards generosity can grow exhausted. God has a boundless, infinite, limitless attitude towards generosity. And he says, I'm going to love you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to help you. Come on, clap today if you're excited that God does not grow weary in taking care of his kids. This is His. He is good by nature. In fact, look at what James says, James chapter 1. It says, Every good and perfect gift, talking about coffee, is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like a shifting shadow. So God does not change. See, we think because we change, God changes. God says, I, the Lord, your God, I do not change. One thing you can bank about God, he doesn't change and he doesn't sleep. He doesn't sleep, he doesn't slumber. In other words, God's not lazy, he's attentive, he's aware, and God does not change. Culture changes, technology changes, people change, relationship change. God says, I do not change. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, I'm preaching today, I don't... I came in with a green shirt ready to go today, all right? I look like a, I look a half of like a Jolly Rancher today. I'm fired up. That was a too big of an amen for me. God does not change. He says, I am going to be good even when you are bad. So your behavior cannot change my nature. Your beliefs cannot change who I am in my character. I am by definition a good God. I create good things. Every good and perfect gift is not from you. You didn't author the good things in your life. You didn't author the great idea. You didn't author that IP. You didn't author that brilliant idea. That came from God. Every good and perfect gift is from above. I'm trying to reject the lie that God's not good. In fact, I'll prove to you in three points today that God is good. Write down number one. Here's the first way that I know that God is good is that he is my provider. And he is my provider. And by definition, because God has provided for me what I could not provide for myself, it proves he is good. Through one man, Adam, sin enters the world. Through another man, Jesus, righteousness enters the world. God provided for me the perfect sacrifice, the Lamb of God, so that I could get to heaven, so that I could become righteous. Without Jesus, I am a sinner in need of grace. With Jesus, I am a sinner that has grace. All of this has been provided by God. Oh, I love this because John three sixteen. Oh, I wish I was a football player, put some of that stuff underneath my eye, wrote it underneath that thing. John three sixteen. For God so hated the world, For God so was mad at the world. For God was so disappointed with Adam and the world. For God was so upset with people's opinions and people's backgrounds and people's messes. No, for God so loved the world. Love made him do it. Love drove God to send his one and only son. For God so loved the world that he provided the sacrifice, the perfect, spotless, blameless lamb of God that would take away the sins of the world. Is there anybody today that's grateful for the name above all names and the Lord above all lords? Come on, clap if you're thankful. Come on, Zoe family, if you're thankful for Jesus. For God so loved the world. He was so in love with you and I that he provided the greatest sacrifice that the world has ever known. The greatest gift that has ever been given in the history of humanity is not a car, it is not a house, it is not an amount of money. The greatest gift that has ever been given in the history of the world is a son named Jesus. And Jesus came and lived on this earth for 33 years and died on a cross for the sins of humanity. And after three days, he did not stay in the grave, he rose from the dead. And through his death, life, and resurrection, you and I now have access to the Father. You and I now have access to heaven. Without Jesus, we would have no shot. In fact, look in the screen, Ephesians 2.8. This is called the divine order. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.8, for it is by grace we have been saved through faith. And this is not of our own doing. This is not of our own works, lest any man should boast. This is the free gift of God. Anybody like free things? Let me see your hand if you like free stuff. If it's free, every time I go to Costco and they have a sample, even if it's something I don't like, it's like it's free. I might as well try it. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. In other words, the Bible's teaching us that the emphasis in this kingdom, the emphasis from heaven is not on the believer, it is on the Savior. For it is by grace. Grace comes before faith. Jesus comes before you. The Bible teaches us, Romans chapter 5, yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So in this thing, it is not about how much you can quote. It is not how much you come, come to the church building. It is not about how much you tithe and give. It is not how many mission trips you take. No, the big deal and the hero in this narrative is not me and you, it's Jesus. Jesus is the answer and Jesus is the solution. Come on, clap if you're thankful that Jesus came and lay down his life for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. So your faith came after grace. By the way, grace is not a principle. Grace is a person. So we don't think that grace is something. We believe grace is someone. Grace has a name, and his name is Jesus. Jesus comes before your faith. Your faith came down the line. Your faith came later, but you want to know what showed up on the scene before your faith? Jesus. Jesus was loving you. Jesus was being good for you. Jesus was dying for you. Jesus was trying to heal you. Jesus was trying to help you. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your that's why listen you need to understand today that God is good to you not because of your worth he is good to you because of your birth and you're like wait a second hold on God's good because of my I, had, I thought I had to earn goodness I thought I had to like work hard study hard pray hard be right all the time I'm a question no God is good to you not because of your worth he is good to you because of your birth if you don't know the bible this is an amazing story about this prodigal son luke chapter 15 you got to read it this week but it's amazing this son he went off and he lost his mind he took his inheritance and long story short he spent all his money he woke up one day in a pig pen and he's like what was i thinking and the bible says he comes to his senses maybe today you are in this room or online you're coming to your senses And he wakes up one day and he goes, you know what? I'm going to try and go back to the father's house. I'm going to try and come back home. And I'm going to try and offer myself as a servant. Because I'm only worthy of being qualified as a servant. I messed up. I, I, I broke the commandments. I sinned. I have turned my back. Maybe God will accept me as a servant. He comes walking down the road with a servant's mentality. I'm not worthy of my father. When the father saw him, he ran down the gravel road, threw, on, threw his arms around him, killed the fatted calf, got the robe out, got the ring, because he said it's not by worth, it's by birth. You're not worthy of it because of your do-goodism, because of your morals and your ethics. You're not worthy because you tithe. You're worthy because you're my son. You're my daughter. You. It's not by worth, it's by birth. That's why Jesus taught us we must be born again. Because when we're born again, we're birthed into righteousness. Oh, I love what Jesus teaches us here. Look at this verse in John 3. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. See, you are born one time to your mother, but you are born another time when you experience the regeneration that only God can give you. And you say, I went from being lost to found. I went from being blind to being able to see. I went from death to life, and now I am a born-again believer. That is not by your power and not by your might and not because you know how to do anything. It is all by the grace and the goodness of God, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. Anybody thankful today that God provided his one and his only son? It's a God of provision. Look at Galatians. Watch what the Bible teaches us here in Galatians 3:26. 20, so in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. You're a child of God, and the liar wants to tell you that you're illegitimate. The liar wants to tell you that other sons and daughters have more worth than you. The liar wants to tell you God is good to them, but he's bad to you. He's listening to those people, and he's rejecting you. Don't you listen to that lie for one second. By his character and by his nature, he will provide. God has provided every good thing you have in your life came from God. Every good thing that you want to bless and praise God for today, it is from God. Your talent is from God. Your treasure is from God. Your time is from God. Your opportunities are from God. Salvation is from God. You are not the author and the finisher of your faith. Jesus is the author and the finisher of your faith. I'm thankful today that God is my provider. Anybody else? The liar wants to say, oh, you better help yourself, serve yourself, watch out for yourself. You better work. You better get up and work today. No, no, God says, no, no, just rest. You are a son and a daughter by birth. I will provide for you. My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and his glory. So the first thing I realized, God is good because God provided salvation God provided his spirit that lives on the inside. God provided heaven for me. God provided everything that you have today. We must first recognize that a good God gave that to you. A good father. The second thing, write down, not only is he my provision, but write down number two, he is my protector. So he provides for me. And then God is so good, he protects me. He looks out for me. He watches over me. I, I, I'm telling you, when we get to heaven, I want to sit down with God and be like, all right, show me the film. Show me the tape. Show me all the things you, you, you saved me from. Show me all the dumb decisions I was about to make. Show me all the business. Show me all the relationships. Show me. I, I thought it was good. I thought it was great. I thought you were in it. I thought this would be the best. I thought this was the one. I thought, they, they show me all the times that you stepped up and protected me. God is so good at protecting you that he will protect you in times where you think you're good. You're just chilling like, man, life is good. God's like, you got to watch out. In fact, the best way that I could illustrate it, I've used this photo before at Zoe, but I want to use it again because to me, this is how God treats us as a father. You and I are minding our own business and watch God put out his arm and be like, "I I got your back. Can we throw up that photo? Look at this. This is to me, you and I chilling. You are probably checking Instagram scrolling through your phone, looking at the next TikTok, and God's like, bad out. By the way, when I get to heaven, I want that forearm in Jesus' name. Man, that's a lot of veins. He must work out. But do you realize how many times God has stepped in and protected you? Do you realize how many times God's been like, no, 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 you don't even, you don't even see it coming. The attack, the assignment, the thing that, that wanted to take you out The addiction, the struggle, the hurt, the thing that was coming to take you out. No, God says, I will protect you. And he even says, what the enemy intended to use to harm you, I will turn it around and use it for your good. Come on, is there anybody thankful today? Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And God works all things together for the good. What the enemy tried to use to hurt you, God will use the same thing to heal you. God will use the same thing to use it for the good of those who love him and are called according to your purposes. So we, 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 we're told the lie that God, he doesn't want you to have fun. God doesn't want you to, to, to experience. God did, so, the, the liar, he comes into the garden with Adam and Eve, and he's like, why is he keeping that tree from you? Why is he keeping that fruit from you? He doesn't want you to experience that. Oh, I'm telling you, oh, if you have that, you're going to, oh, you're going to see, you're going to feel, you're going to enjoy You're missing out. The liar wants to tell you that you're missing out. But the protector says, I have set up life that if you do it my way, if you follow my rules, if you follow my laws, if you follow my commandments, I've set up the best life. I'm protecting you. You don't even know what's good for you. What you want will make you sick. What you want will make you sorrowful. I'm pro- I'm I'm not mad at I'm protecting you. When God gave the 10 commandments in the Old Testament in Exodus chapter 20, he wasn't mad at them. You can't have fun, you can't do this, you can't go there. He said, "No, no, 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 no. Just trust me. If you covet what other people have, it's going to destroy your soul. If you work for 7 days and you don't take a day off, you're going to burn out." If you don't honor your father and mother, you're going to be in a generation that there's no generation to generation. you got to honor your parents. No, 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 no. Stealing is going to destroy you. Killing is going to destroy you. Idols will promise to deliver, but they can't. I'm protecting you. See, you and I think, no, I'm fine. I'm good. I can indulge. It's not going to hurt me. Other people are mad weak, but I I can handle it. Yesterday morning, our son, he climbed into the bed. And he gets in bed with us. He's a very dense human. He's very strong. He's a lot. He's like a bear on top of you. It's like, ah, hey. Bat off the bear. And he's like, ah, he's, he's like, I'm like, get off me. And he's like, ah, dad, my stomach hurts. I'm like, ah, oh, I, I am so unconcerned with your stomach right now. Do you have coffee? If you don't have coffee, I'm not concerned. He's like, dad, my stomach hurts. My stomach hurts. And I'm like, what's wrong? What what, what, what happened to your stomach? He's like, ah, I had too much candy last night. It's too much candy. And in my head, I'm like, see, that's why I'm always telling you. You're cut off. You can't have more candy. You're done. Because you don't know what you can handle. God knows what's good for your soul. God knows how much you can handle. God knows, no, 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 trust me, trust me on this, trust me. You don't want idols, you don't want covetousness, you don't wanna work every day, you don't wanna disrespect your parents, no, 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 trust me, trust me. You should have no other gods. Nothing comes in front of me, not your career, not your family, not your spouse, not your children. I am, the, I am number one. Trust me that I've got to be the first. God is protective by nature, and he comes to protect your heart. He comes to protect your soul. He comes to protect your future. Is there anybody thankful today that God has a plan to protect your life and to keep you from stuff that could destroy you? Oh, I love this about God. Look at Psalm 73, verse 28. I'm sorry, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. It says, and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. He is my protector and he can protect me from things that were sent to harm me and to hurt me. God says, no, no, no. I won't just protect you from those things. I'll actually use some of those attacks for your benefit and for your blessing and for your good. So number one, I know that God... God is good because he's my provider. I know that God is good because he is my shelter. He is my protector. Oh, I love Psalm 91. If you're writing down notes, write down Psalm 91 because I have chosen God as my shelter, I can rest under the shadow of his wing. I can find refuge. That's why the Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run into it and they are safe. When you've got God, you've got protection. If you need protection today, you feel like, man, I'm taking hits. I'm under attack. I'm getting crushed. I'm not doing good. Come and find refuge. Come and find shade under the canopy of the name of God. He is not just a provider. God is also a protector. And write down number three today. It's his presence. It's the presence of God. It's not just that he provides for me. It's not just that he, he protects me. It's the fact that I know God is good because every time I get into his presence, I'm like, oh, there's nothing that feels like this. Every time I get into his presence, I'm like, there's nothing. I've been to a lot of places. I've been to a lot of events. I've been to a lot of concerts. I've seen a lot of acts. I've been to a lot of different things. But there's nothing like your presence. When I get into your presence, I feel something. I'm like, I'm at peace. I feel comforted. I feel joy. I feel good again. Where I was angst and animosity, and I felt frustrated, and I felt overwhelmed, and I felt stressed, and I felt burnout. I get into his presence, and all of a sudden, it's like, whoa! I can do it. I can make it. I can go. I can accomplish. I can serve. I can love. I can give. Come on, clap today if you're thankful for the presence of the living God. Worship team, come join me. I love this because watch what the Bible says in Psalm. Psalm 19, 16, verse 11. You make known to me the path of life and you will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasure at your right hand. Oh, Psalm 73, verse 28. Look at this verse. But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds. But as for me, being in his presence, that's the good stuff. Can I just ask you, have you defined what the good stuff is for you? Because if you need this, that, and the other for the good stuff to happen, you're missing out on the greatest stuff for your soul. The greatest thing that you could ever do for your life is get into the presence of God. And by the way, the Bible says, wherever two or more are gathered, He is there in the midst of us. God does not need the whole church to gather. All He needs for you is to lift up your voice. All He needs for you is to acknowledge that He's God. All that you need to do is say the name of Jesus, and His presence will fall like rain. Clap today if you're thankful that the presence of God is overwhelming your house and overwhelming your heart. He's not just a provider, He's not just a protector. He is the presence that I need in the presence of the living God. It's, it's comical. It's laughable. The overwhelming presence that God gives to anyone that asks for him to show up. The Bible teaches us in Romans chapter 2, verse 4, it is his kindness that leads us to repentance, When God shows up, he doesn't wave his finger. What's wrong with you? How dare you? How could you? Oh, you disgust me. I saw what you did. I saw what you said. I saw what you text. I saw what you, you're the worst. The liar wants you to believe that that's how God shows up. But when God shows up, He has his arms open wide. He says, I'm in love with you. You're my son. You're my daughter, not by worth, but by birth. I've been thinking about you. I've been waiting for you to acknowledge me. And everything that you need is found in me. It's not found in idols or stuff. It's not found in adventures or hobbies. It's found in me. And don't you believe the lie for one second that I'm not good. I never grow weary in doing good for your life. I've been thinking about you, strategizing for you. I've been planning. I've been getting stuff ready. Oh, I'm telling you, just trust in me and look to me. And I'm telling you, I will take you to play. Come on, clap today if you're thankful. I'll take you to places you never dreamt. I'll open doors that no man can open up. I'll do things in you and through you that you never thought somebody from your town and your last name could ever do. I'm a good God. I'm a good God. Reject the lie and believe the truth that God is good. See, I grew up in the church. Everybody's like, "God is good," and the whole church back all the time. Preach back all the time. Whole church like, "God is good," and I'll be sitting there like, "I don't know. I don't know. God is good." Look at look at look at, look at, look at that culture. Look 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 at, look at what's going on with them. God is God is good. I had to learn how to reject the lie that circumstances do not change the character of God. We, we live where we live, when we live. It's a reality of living here on earth, but I'll tell you that I can't wait to go to heaven. I can't wait. The last thing that the Bible says in the book of, the Reve- of Revelation is the spirit of the Zoe church says, come quickly. This world is not my home. This world has nothing to offer me. I want to go to heaven. I want to be where you are. I want to be in your presence. I want to worship you. I want to be in your presence forevermore. I don't need to be in the presence of this person. I don't need to be in the presence of that event. I need to be in the presence of God. This is my soul's desire. As a deer panteth for the water brooks, so my soul longs for you, God. I'm longing to be with my provider. I'm longing to be with my protector. I'm longing to be with my presence. I'm longing to be with you, Jesus. Come on, clap, Zoe, if you. thankful that the presence of God is all that you need. Come on, stand to your feet. Let me just read a couple more scriptures as we close today. Psalm 143 verse 10. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Psalm 86 verse 5. For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and abundant in mercy to all those who call upon you. For you, Lord, you're good. For you, for you, Lord, you're faithful. For you, God, you're in control. For you, oh Lord, you're bountiful. For you, oh Lord, you're ready to bless me. Come on, Zoe, let's pray today. Jesus, we thank you that you're a good God.